Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 325, where the truth is rarely pure and never simple. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. Just about forgot my line. Your name, you mean. <laughs> well, I about forgot my line. <laughs> I'm... Wine. Who am I? <laughs> I'm okay. It's been a long week. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> Me too. It's been a busy weekend. Me too. You guys have a good week? Do anything fun? We finished Legion. Oh, I'm yeah, still, I finished Legion too. I'm still only halfway. I haven't picked up halfway again. through the series. Yeah. Oh my. Well, we can't talk about that. No. <laughs> it's good. I think it ended just as strong as it started off, and there's little dips throughout the whole series, but they don't dip far at all. Hmm. Solid storytelling, and I even wrote a review on my blog. <laughs> That's, <laughs> I saw how that. That's how impressed I was. Yeah. I. I Wow, Glenn's really impressed. He dusted <laughs> off the word processor. It's been about a year since I wrote anything on my blog. I will say, we just through happenstance of how we were watching, we wound up putting episodes six and seven together back to back and then finished up with eight. When you get to them, I would recommend that. Yeah, I Six agree. and seven have a really strong yep. inflow and outflow. close to each other. I well, I'll agree. probably try to watch all of them close to each other at this point, but hard telling when that will happen. In fact, episode eight almost feels like it's starting another story. Ah. It's almost a coda. Yeah, kind of a coda. Yeah. Oh, we went out and saw Ghost in the Shell. Oh, what'd you think? I liked it. Have you seen the anime? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not as good as the anime. There's well, just if, if you are a big, big fan of the anime, you will be probably slightly disappointed. Certain stories are told in the format in which they need to be told. And Ghost in the Shell is definitely an anime story. It needs to be told in that cartoon format. But it would still make a pretty good live-action movie, and I think they succeeded in that. It's not a big, gigantic, over-the-top action film, which is kind of what Paramount was billing it as, and yeah. I thought it was a mistake. It's got great action moments, and they, I don't know, have you seen the anime? No, I haven't, actually. For those of you that are wondering, they got the tank scene right. That's all I'm going to say. That was kind of, <laughs> for me, that was the linchpin. <laughs> you have to get this moment right. And they did. I thought the characterizations were great, the Chief and Batu and all the kind of side characters were really well done. I thought Scarlett Johansson did a fine job. And for anybody that was really overly offended or concerned about the whitewashing, I didn't really see it, quite honestly. And there's even a line in there. It wasn't put in to justify it, but it does kind of explain it. And, of course, the creator had come out and said that, you know, she's a she's an android body. It doesn't really matter what nationality <laughs> she is. He was okay with it. But, yeah, I mean, it's... it's, I it's don't think that's the point but okay no i mean i i understand and and this is one of those i i don't want to come across as crass you know if disney announced oh in the live action mulan remake we got britney spears to play mulan i would be offended i would be very upset by that because that's not how that story works when you're dealing <laughs> but with they got a white person to play the male <laughs> role I, i've that. never really thought of major the character of major i've never really thought of her as asian she is a robot for all intents and purposes I mean, that's the way that story plays out, because that's the thrust of Ghost in the Shell, is do you still have a soul? Is there still anything human left in there? Is And those are the kind of the questions that this thing is trying to answer. And ScarJo is kind of robotic in her delivery. I mean, when you go back and watch her in The Avengers, Black Widow's kind of a one-note. Yeah. She's great, but she's kind of a one-note thing. She just doesn't have much inflection in her, her tonal vocabulary. So she's perfect casting for this character. 
Anyway, I, like I said, I thought they did a fine job of that. Do you need to rush right out and see it? No. If you want to wait for the dollar theater, you'd be fine. It's kind of... I don't want to necessarily compare it to Aeon Flux. Which arguably had worse... Not arguably, had worse whitewashing. Yeah. <laughs> Way worse whitewashing. It's kind of in that same vein of... It's not as good as the cartoon, but it was fine for what it was. So, you know, Mel really enjoyed it. She's never seen the anime, so that'll make a huge difference when because we, we're going to go back now and I'll show her the uh, the animated story. But well, you know, it was just a fun time out of the theater. You can wait for DVD; it'll be just as fun. Wait till you get it, then I'll borrow it for three years. <laughs> we finished watching Victoria, and it was all right. It wasn't as good as The Crown, but it picked up near the end. Jenna Coleman did a good job in it. There's just the first part, half of the season. Victoria is very whiny. I did not like that. But once she kind of gets settled into the role of queen, I think she did a pretty good job. It's a show that I'm not dying for season two, but once it comes back, I'll probably watch it. Mason and I are halfway through the Doctor Who level twice. <laughs> <laughs> because the game keeps freezing up. Oh, so. no. And you can't go back to a checkpoint. You have to go back to the beginning to do the whole level again, which I think is a fatal flaw with Lego games. But this time it locked up right after we freed a Jadoon. Because we went ahead and hired a hero, and cut the vines, freed the Jadoon, and as he ran over to do his thing, whatever he was doing, game froze up. Uh, Although, this time through, we found the little special piece because we had a Harry Potter character. <laughs> we were able to grow the plant and get the Kettlewell robot. Oh, yes, so, yes. So we got that. Well, no, we didn't get it because oh, the game froze up and we're just having to start over again. So, That's frustrating. But now we know where to go this time, but. But still enjoying it despite the problems. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to keep freezing up, though, I don't know how soon I'm going to go back to it. Because we've had a couple of issues when we've done some of the worlds, which don't really matter that much because it's just world stuff. Yeah. And, and you can go back into the middle of that once you've done stuff. But it keeps kicking us out of a level, then yeah, I have a feeling we probably aren't going to continue on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's the game or if it's my system, but I may do a reinstall. I want to say my game locked up on the very last level, so I couldn't beat it. Like, it kept glitching, so it, I couldn't do whatever I was supposed to do. And then I finally was able to get it to do it. Mm. It took me a lot of tries. It was very frustrating. It is very much a Traveler's Tale thing. Yeah. They, they seem to do that a lot. But. Especially the scope of this game. It's so much bigger. It's big, yeah. yeah. My weekend was very busy because we had the baby shower this weekend, which went really well. Yay. Lots of presents, and a lot of people had fun. So, And we started telling people her name. I have a question about this. I will wait for you to... <laughs> so, Ollie says... I didn't, that's kind of strange that, that Keith and Sarah are telling the baby's name. And I went, no, they're not. <laughs> we just said, decided this weekend. She said, yeah, they are. And I said, what is it? And she said it. And I was like, that doesn't sound familiar. I think, I think I'd have remembered that. And then I said, they said that at the shower? Yeah. And I said, we didn't even know the name. Why did you know the name first? <laughs> so we, we just decided this weekend to start telling people. And it is Gemma Ainsley. Which I think is a beautiful name. Thank you. Gemma, in my mind, knowing you... You guys got that from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes, but it's not because of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but okay. we got it from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Ainsley, I immediately went, oh, they named her after the Master. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, there's that. there's an S in there, because it's just Ainley. Yeah. But <laughs> Ainsley actually comes from West Wing. Oh. That's where we heard the name, but we, okay. like, we like the name. It's not because of these characters, we just heard them from there. We, gotcha. we like the characters, but it's not, you know, that reason. You didn't name her Leia. You just yeah. <laughs> Amelia was a front runner, but we didn't want to do another uh name sound at the end of the middle name, you know. And a lot of a names end in uh. We were sure on Gemma. It just took a long time to figure out the middle name. So Keith, Sarah, Gemma, and Cody, and Cody. So she'll be Jam. <laughs> She's gonna hate you when she has to get Gemma shorts. <laughs>
about if she plays basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She's going to be a nine-foot-tall mutant. She's going to be like huge. <laughs> Boom! Seems like she has longer legs, just from the sonograms well, and stuff. So, she has my legs. Well, tell her to give them back. <laughs> Who's the character on Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? Was it Wilt? I never watched that. Oh, oh really? Really really tall. Tall basketball. Yep. Glenn, did you guys do anything else besides Lego Dimensions? Yeah, I've been so busy this week. I just did a bunch of stuff around the house. Uh, had family day. Yeah, well, part of the busy weekend wasn't just the shower. I mean, family was in town, so, you know, had to go visit with them and whatnot. Mason and I took advantage of the fact that the, the girls went to the baby shower, <laughs> so that's where we spent most of our time on the Xbox. Ah, nice. Both Minecraft and then failed Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> My book came in. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got your book too. Well, I got. Did you get one? The book. Well, you didn't see my Instagram. I did, and I couldn't tell if that was just a Glenn ripped off the picture and was posting congratulations, no, no, no. or that if you'd actually mine. ordered one. That was mine. Yeah, no, I've ordered all of the uh, Havoc files. Oh. I'm on Glenn's shelf. You're on my shelf. <laughs> well, you're on the uh, end table right now. You'll be on the shelf. <laughs> Eventually, I'll be on. When that I'm shelf. done with it, you'll, it'll be shelf. When I'm done with you, I'll put you over here in the file. <laughs> Like a lot I of cast you away with the rest week. of the. It was nerve wracking because everybody kept, <laughs> you know, I kept getting all these Facebook notifications and congratulation messages and oh, I got my book in the mail. I'm so excited for you. And I'm like, man, I hope this story doesn't suck. Because <laughs> it's one thing to write it and put it out there and then find out people actually have it. Now it's like, oh, you're reading it, okay. <laughs> and the reaction's well, been good so far. So, right? so far, the reaction's <laughs> yeah. been good. So I'm, I'm grateful. I kept seeing online, Candy Jar reported that, you know, books have gone out. And I was like, oh, oh yay. And then I had this in the back of my mind. I ordered that one, right? I, couldn't, <laughs> I I've ordered every one of them. Surely I ordered that one, but I just had no memory of doing the actual ordering. I, yeah, surely I did. I'll just wait. And then people in the U.K. started getting them. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll wait because, you know, ours is usually a week or two later. And then people in the U.S. started getting them and posting, congratulations, Sean. And I still didn't have a book. And I thought, I failed to order this time, didn't I? <laughs> And just as I had lost hope that I had, or had convinced myself that I hadn't ordered, I went to the mailbox the next day, and there it was. So. It's very interesting. You can literally see the shipping habits. <laughs> as you know, they came out in England, and then they hit the East Coast, <laughs> and then been in Indiana, and then the next day I got mine. So. <laughs> People in California are getting them now. <laughs> very exciting. Hard at work formulating ideas for another one. <laughs> And Andy's rolling his eyes going, no! <laughs> <laughs> and there's still some available, aren't there? There are still a few available. Yeah, so. in fact, they had a special this week where you could get a really good deal on that in Feast of e- uh, Evan, too. Not oh. Feast of Evan, the Evan one. Life of Evans? Life, Life of, of Evans. Evans. Yeah, so if you if you haven't got your copy and you're curious, it's a limited print run, go to Candy Jar Books and take advantage of that order and a uh, special one. Get one. <laughs> That's your life. First time published in an actual book, and it's a limited run. <laughs> <laughs> I've had many people. So where can I get this? Online. In England. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be a re- PDF soon. Or, uh, from the version. publisher. The reaction has always been the same. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're making that up. You're not really published. <laughs> Did your mom stick it to her fridge? Uh, I assume so. I haven't been over there yet. I gave it to her. I autographed it and gave it to her. So, <laughs> Oh, that's what I was going to do. I was going to have you autograph mine. I forgot to bring it. Brittany asked on Facebook, she says, so you think if I ask real nicely, Sean will autograph this? I'm like, you don't even have to ask nicely. <laughs> just, <laughs> just mail it to me and demand it. <laughs> or hold on to it until I get to meet you, Brittany. <laughs> Sean will be uh, signing them at our table at Planet Comic Con. You'll have to bring your own copy because we won't have any for you. and <laughs> They'll be done in what? 
20 <laughs> 20 bucks <laughs> if that <laughs> yeah if you do live in the area and would like an autographed copy bring it to planet comic con <laughs> i will happily sign whatever you put in front of me what's that just Blank sign check. your section though so you're not oh, yeah, signing no, no, no. for the on behalf of everybody else <laughs> no i wouldn't do that real big sharpie on the cover yeah. <laughs> where are you at i'm the um 10 page book uh 10 page story I'm about halfway through <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to news Okay, so where we, we got to start this week? There's a lot. We got a new trailer. Yay! What did you guys think of it? I was mad that I was spoiled at the end that the 12th Doctor is going to regenerate this season. God. <laughs> so mad. So angry. I can't believe they showed me that. God. I know. Because it ruined the surprise. I had no idea he was leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Moffat was apparently angry. See that oh, is that right? Yeah, he didn't want to. Because apparently he had kind of built it into that trailer, and then Capaldi announced, I'm leaving, and Moffat went, Oh. oh because he was going to hit people with the regeneration look, and yeah. we were all freaked out. And now everybody's like me going, Yeah, big whoop. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes it seem like he's regenerating sooner than we thought. And you say that. I don't know. I don't think it will be. I think it's a bait and switch. You're saying you don't think they've shot the Christmas episode yet? Yeah. And I'm saying I don't think he regenerates in season 10. I'm saying, I think it's like a handy doctor situation of some sort. You don't think it's a shot from the Christmas I don't episode? Think so. I don't know. I know they've just now wrapped season 10. If you analyze it, we only see his hand. We see the little, you know, orange glowy from his hand. And we've seen the 11th doctor do that and heal River in uh, yeah. Angels Take Manhattan. So, so it's nothing. I mean, it's there's possible that it, Let's kill Hitler. No, she. Oh, that's right. He does it with the wrist. He does it with. She broke her wrist. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Yeah, she heals him when he's poisoned, and let's kill Hitler. You're right. I am incorrect. She ends up giving up her last regeneration doing that. Yeah. That we're aware of. (laughs) (laughs) It was an exciting trailer. Made me more excited for the series. What do you mean that we're aware of? We're aware of. We've seen her. We, the doctor was out of regeneration. So when he got we more. met River, she died. She died in the library. That we're aware of. No. <laughs> oh Lord. She still exists as a digital construct. She does. So she yes. definitely doesn't have any. But more she's out of regeneration. Physical body. Redcon. Fixed. <laughs> now that's not to argue that the master ran out of them several times and just kept stealing bodies and then got a whole new set. So, right. but that being said. We did, we did see her use her last regeneration. We know that's gone. Until she that's gets definitive. more. This is Doctor Who. All yeah. rules are like... All rules are off the table. <laughs> I, I, I learned a long time ago that anything I think is set in stone with this show is like, no. <laughs> you throw that out. All right. And so I, I mainly do it just to aggravate you, but anytime you come down and say, that's set in stone now, I go, no. <laughs> that we're You're right. Of. You're absolutely right. And that actual physical wall that they showed us in the comics for the time lock... Yeah, that's sat in stone now. No. No. (laughs) Well played. Well played. Thank you. I got nothing. (laughs) The other bit of news, this big bit of news this week that the BBC announced. Should uh, we... Spoiler warning. (laughs) Let's not be like everybody else. need a horn here, yeah. We've said before, (laughs) if the BBC announces it, it's not a spoiler anymore. No, Despite we said it's fair feel. game. It's we didn't say it's not yeah, a spoiler okay. <laughs> because so it's, it's still a game. spoiler. Hey, hey, let me let me let me set this up. So there's a piece of news that came out this week that indicates a certain someone, as in an actor from <laughs> New on. Who, is coming back in this series, playing a character that they're reprising a role. Okay, not a big deal, except for the fact of who it is and what role they're in. <laughs> 
So now, do you sound the spoiler so, warning? Because now you've done a non-spoilery thing. That's the non-spoilery right. version of it, and that's what I would have liked to have seen. <laughs> Click here if you want to know more. I'm sounding the spoiler horn for all of our listeners now. We're going to talk about if you want to know more. <laughs> Which apparently, from all rumors, is in the trailer for at the end of season, episode one. This is, this is the one that Moffat said will melt your brain and there was going to be a countdown so you could look away if you didn't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly. We don't know if it's true or not. If it's for sure. And then it was all over Facebook. <laughs> so I angry. only saw one that actually hid the news. One site. That's the one I posted from. Yeah. All right. Spoiler sounded. We're going to talk about it now. Keith, what's the news? John Sim is returning as the master. <gasps> Alongside Missy. <gasps> We're gonna getting a multi-master story. The only way I knew about it was when I clicked on that clickbait post on our website. It's or on our Facebook. It's Sean Post. The one that said, spoilers inside. You know, by That's the, the, one by the way, by you setting that up with a non-spoilery spoiler, way of doing that you have just turned this podcast into a clickbait piece <laughs> because now the people that have stuck around to find out what that intriguing news was just clicked on that because they kept playing their audio on their <laughs> my life is now complete <laughs> for those of you still with us yes john sam is going to be returning as the master the difference as keith just said the difference yes. though i consider clickbait would be something worthless that I didn't need to know. Well, that's true. You teased me with something that was going to be amazing, and then it was something I already knew. That's true. This was legitimately new. (laughs) That's true. So my life's work is not complete. (laughs) Save that for the pledge drive. (laughs) What do you guys think of John Sim being back? I'm not super wowed by it. I think it's cool. I'm I'm, I'm glad that it's going to happen. I think it'll be neat. It's a good multi-master story. Yeah, we've never. I don't think we've ever had a multi-master Not story. On in, yeah, on screen. So yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Well, no, we haven't. No, no. no I'm excited for all those reasons. I want a multi-master story. I think it's gonna be awesome. I'm jazzed. I'm super excited. I'm hoping they'll fix John Sim. <laughs> so for all of that, yay! Man, am I angry that this is how I found out about it? Because <laughs> if I had not known that going into this episode, and Missy showed up, and I went, "Oh, okay, so this is the master episode." And then at the trailer, the cliffhanger, whatever, John Sims stepped out of the way. I don't know. Look, we're, and we're, I won't get that moment now. We are all in an age of that. And in I fact, know. when John Sim came around the first time and was going to be the master, that was spoiled long before I know. E2. So you, we, I've, you've just got to come to grips with it. But that was also that before we started we this are, podcast, so I wasn't really true. plugged in. We are <laughs> in an era now, though. You. We are in an era now that you cannot escape spoilers. It's no, just, it is can't. next to impossible to escape them. And if you don't watch an episode of Game of Thrones the night that it airs, then you just got to stay off social media completely right. until I mean, you watch whatever you don't. Well, want to that be doesn't on. work because I've I've spoiled stuff and stayed off. It's just you get glimmers from little pieces of places. So it's easier right. now with this new job. <laughs> You're not I don't on, see those TV true. screens. You're not online. Online. I'm not online. It's I'm excited. I wish I'd have been more excited. I wish I I wish I'd have been more excited. I didn't believe it when I first saw it. I thought what. You uh, thought it was is, a David Tennant article? Well, this is an old April Fool's joke that this is now resurfacing. Or <laughs> it just, yeah. I just didn't happen to see it on April Fool's and somebody sharing it not realizing it was an April Fool's joke. I think John Sims and Michelle Gomez are fantastic actors. And I think that it'll be really kind of cool to see them play off of each other. It really will. Considering I haven't gotten much from what to expect from the season so far, it makes me more excited. You know, every time I see a trailer, I feel like I get a whole buttload of stuff 
That, you know what I mean? The, the, oh, yeah. Knowing what's coming up. I mean, not really knowing, knowing what's coming but up, but just idea. really getting a good idea of what's going to happen this season. And I don't think I've ever felt that with a trailer before. And, and now we've had, what, three? And it's, it's that's how it's been. It's been yeah. very, oh, okay, you're really not holding back on any of the surprises, are you now? <laughs> which <laughs> makes me wonder, what, <laughs> which makes me wonder what surprises Moffat really has in store. Because well, if he's allowing these surprises to come out... That's what I'm hoping is the case, is that, hey, you know, inundate them with the stuff that they think, oh, I've, you know, you've given me all everything that I can give and then give me more. That might be a way to do the... Which it seems like Moffat's done in the past, right. in previous seasons. Yeah, that but we've also weird. had those amazing... Who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Oh, yeah, it's totally, that's who it was. Oh, well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We've gone both sides of the spectrum, so... Our last bit of news is that BritBox launched a while ago and didn't have Doctor Who on it. They have since rectified that error and now have a massive collection. Well, I saw that BritBox launched, and I went to it, and I was like, well, I'm not signing up for this. There's no Doctor Who. And then just this past week, they announced massive collection coming there now. And it is a massive collection. It will rival any most DVD sets unless you have a fully complete set. Unless you're Sean. I'm getting closer. <laughs> Plus, if you there's extras including an adventure in space and time, Canine and Company, the full season of Doctors Revisited, and then the Five Ish Doctors. So if you never got to see the Five Ish Doctors here in the U.S., here's your opportunity. That's worth the six ninety nine a month right there alone. For Canine and Company, hell yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> And there is a large selection. That too gonna, is great. <laughs> they're they're going to be adding more. Uh, they're working on getting the other ones that they don't have. And then for the missing episodes, they're working on getting the audios uploaded. So you can at least have listen to the audios for those stories. So they'll essentially have reconstructions. Mainly what they're missing so far from what I've seen are obviously the missing episodes. And the missing episodes they have animated. That was my next question if the animated. Those aren't there yet. And then, oddly enough, most of the Dalek stories beyond the fourth Doctor. And the movie isn't included in the ex- uh, classic well, series. Well, that doesn't surprise me with the movie, since it's still held, some rights held by uh, Hold on. Universal. Most of the third Doctor's Dalek stories there. I'm not sure if all of them are. Okay. And then Destiny and Genesis are. But the, the three, the three R's, R's are not. not. Oh, okay. In fact, if you go to the website, it'll... They could only afford so much of the Daleks. <laughs> it will list... What's our budget for the Daleks? Oh, we don't have enough. Well, throw the R's out. They're worthless anyway. It lists anyway. every single episode for the, each Doctor, and it will just say unavailable next to the ones that aren't there. Okay. So you know there's not a hole. You know that's what story is next, which is a nice way to do it. Well, admittedly, if I had a certain set budget for Dalek episodes and I could get the three R's or I could pay for Genesis... I'm paying for Genesis. Genesis I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. That's just the way that yeah, works. Yeah, but I would shell out for the three R's before I'd shell out for the Pertwee ones. Well, but those were probably dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason those are there. We can give you the Pertwees and Genesis, or we can give you Genesis and the R's. But the Pertwees are at a remarkably low price. <laughs> it's true. If you get these, we will also throw in Web Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. I think they give Web Planet for free. I take that one. <laughs> Special offer, BOGO. <laughs> Equal or lesser price. I take that back. The invasion is there. Isn't? Is. Is there. Animated? It doesn't show animated, so it might be the audios. The Web of Fear is fully there, too, so I'm assuming there's a recon version of that. 
I can't remember well, which episode. Well, it only missing one, and it has a BBC sanctioned yeah. reconstruction. So that's exciting, though. So oh it, yeah, there's a lot of stuff 6. there. Six ninety nine a month. It's really yeah. affordable. Seven bucks. Is, I mean, I got rid of Acorn, so I may have to pick up Ritbox. T- tell them the other part, the part that you wished we'd have known about. Did you hear about this? Oh yeah, in a section in classic Doctor Who, you can scroll by Doctor, by villains, so you can have a collection of Cybermen, Daleks, the Master. Uh, best of Unit, Best of Sarah Jane. Then there's Beyond Who, which includes Doctor Who actors and other things. Oh. Hound of the Baskervilles. Ah. It's mostly new actors. Lennon Naked, uh, Single Father, starring David Tennant. Wait, is Lennon Naked on there? Yeah. Oh. Uh, a Touch of Frost, Last Detective, stuff like that. Yeah, okay. I will definitely be getting this. But still, we did it first. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. That's the important thing to take away from this. Well, maybe they listen. They're, we are so awesome. <laughs> maybe they listen to us. And Brit said, Box hey, said, that's a that's great a idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm retcon. <laughs> Sold. So that's really exciting that there's finally a classic Who selection online to stream. Well, it's only been a year. <laughs> they pulled them from Netflix in March of last year, wasn't it? I can't remember. March or April. Yeah. I think that's added to this wilderness year feel that... <laughs> because you can't even stream you can, the back, can't even catalog. Stream the back yeah. catalog anymore either, or or the new Who catalog. I mean, unless so you have Amazon gone. Prime. Unless you have Amazon Prime. Yay for the news! My reaction to it's kind of meh. Well, it's because you own everything on partially DVD. because I own everything or most everything on DVD. Um, so I've got someone like me who's not a completist is very tempted by this. I just go. I kind of go back to the whole six ninety nine a month thing, and I like. Star Trek or whatever my particular poison is at the moment, do I want to shell out an additional monthly fee for it? And as much as I love this stuff, the answer is no, not really. <laughs> well, for me, what it comes down to is it's the, the breadth of the content that it provides. And listening to and reading some of the BritBox content that's available there that's not available on Netflix, that's not available on Hulu, that's not available, then it suddenly makes it worth it. Going to CBS All Access and just getting CBS All Access for Star Trek, no, to me that's yeah. not really worth it. Going to BritBox for just Doctor Who, that may not be worth it, but if there's enough other, enough other stuff and it's starting to sound like there and is, there's a lot on here. Then that gives me that that gives me more bang for my buck, and I am willing to go pay seven dollars a month to be able to access all this other content. Yeah, it depends on what else is on there. I mean, if they included things like Are You Being Served I've and never... Monty Python and you know, those undiscovered gems that maybe you've always wanted to get into but couldn't because it wasn't available outside of England. All right, then, yeah, maybe that's that's, cer- that's certainly more tempting to me than another streaming channel. Right. I mean, because I've got Netflix and I've got Amazon Prime, not just because I have Prime. And there's stuff on there that I would watch. But I already, honestly, I already have more streaming content than I have time to, to view. Watch. Yeah, I oh, would yeah. agree. I would so agree. it would really have to be, oh, okay. I had digital cable for a while, and the Independent Film Channel was included with the massive package of stuff, and I was so excited. Oh, my God, Independent Film Channel, this is going to be great. And I think I watched one thing on it in the year and a half that I had it and then got rid of it because it was expensive. Right, right. <laughs> so, but I'm not being a downer. Yay, people have access to it. That's right. what I'm excited that's, about. Yes, that's, that's nice. The best about it. And that's it for news. Shall we move on to feedback? Let's. Our first bit of feedback comes from Robert. He says, Brickbox, Hello. I signed up for BritBox when the announcement came that it was getting classic Who. I've been using it for a few days and wanted to pass along my first impression. I suppose this will go along with yours, if you have any, and anyone else who's trying it and has sent in feedback. The streaming quality is good. I haven't experienced any lags or buffering, and I have used it at various times. 
since streaming video services aren't new, that's probably no great surprise. But being a viewer of the Cord Killers podcast and recalling their stories about larger services having problems at launch, it's something I'm paying attention to. As has been reported, BritBox does have most of what's available from the classic era, with the exception of the missing episodes and certain Dalek stories. There appear to be place markers for what's missing. All the stories are classified by Doctor and by Season. They also have a few extras, which include the Fiverr Doctor's reboots and Adventure in Space and Time. There are a couple of minor bothers with the service. On my phone, I have to tap the screen to get the play buttons to disappear once an episode starts. They don't automatically disappear. Also, there doesn't seem to be an obvious way to play the next episode of something. You end up going back to the episode list to play what's next. I'm hoping these get fixed over time. I poked around BritBox outside of Doctor Who, and it's interesting what they appear to have. There's Red Dwarf, Campion, the Tom Baker version of Hound of Baskervilles, Faulty Towers, Black Adder, and the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes series. There is the ability to create a watch list, though it seems to be by show and season, than just by show. Overall, I plan to keep the service a while. At 7 bucks a month, it's not a bad price for all of classic Doctor Who, plus a number of other British shows that I'd like to see or haven't seen in ages, but might not want to buy outright. Looking forward to hear, learning what others think of BritBox. Otherwise, counting down the days to new Doctor Who, and for me, new Mystery Science Theater 3000. Take care, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Good to hear from you. Local author and friend of the show. Yeah. Sounds like his reaction is kind of very similar to what we... Yeah. <laughs> I'm Good glad to get a, a, a word on the streaming, though, that it's... Good quality. Good quality. Might be a blessing that BritBox launched before dropping the classic Doctor Who titles then. Maybe they were able to work out some of the bugs before. That's true. That's very possible. They knew a lot of people would come just because of Doctor Who. I'd be curious to see what the buzz is. What the numbers are like Yeah. One, one, oh, you've got Doctor Who now and watch them <laughs> go through the roof. Yeah. Wouldn't that I, be I'm interesting? I'm hoping it will the addition of Doctor Who will expand their platforms. So that's part of why I'm waiting a little bit because I want to be able to stream it to my TV and right now with what they offer, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Red Dwarf's Tempting. That's a show that I've always wanted to get into and never have. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've only seen a smattering of that. Up next is Ben. Ben writes, My weekly ramblings. You're welcome. Hey guys, I meant to mention in last week's feedback that the first words out of my wife's mouth after seeing Power Rangers was, That. Was. Awesome. Wow, way to add insult to injury. (laughs) Because he did not get to see Power Rangers, if you remember last week. (laughs) Yeah. Moving on. Star Wars Aftermath, Empire's End is finished. It was really good. It sees the return of, wait for it. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> what? I'm just going to continue to read. Is this the book that brings Lumpy back too? <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> if you think his dialogue in the movies was bad, print is worse. I had recently seen a Facebook article indicating this book revealed the fate of Jar Jar. I suspect it was pure clickbait. Without meaning to, and hoping I don't spoil it, the reveal is the most pathetic in history. It's also pure fan service. Literally. You know what I mean when you've read it. Fortunately, that it's so small a part of the book, it actually has absolutely no bearing on the story itself whatsoever. The book has sections called interludes. They take a break from the main story and divert to a mini-story. These interludes don't connect to the main story at all, or at least they don't seem to. They may come up later in another book. Who knows? The rest of the story was actually pretty good. 
the Aftermath trilogy gives a pretty good setup for the events of Episode 7, although it's early enough to allow for extra books. You know, the books that will spit on the EU even more. <laughs> Havoc Files 3 has arrived in my household, and I quickly finished it. It helped that I had already read in e-form half the book already. I liked the new stories quite a lot, although I'm not sure about this one called Slouching Something or Other. <laughs> I kid, of course. Sean, it was a good story. Well done, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sticking with books, Aramim Buccaneer arrived at the house the other day. I had ordered it along with a Pharaoh of Mars about two years ago. Or at least it seems that long. My sense of time sometimes is a bit skewed. <laughs> a Pharaoh of Mars is still not completed. I ordered them from Book Depository, which refunded me the cost of Pharaoh of Mars when it became apparent they would not be getting it anytime soon. I never got a refund for Buccaneer, though. From time to time, it would pop up in my thoughts that maybe I should contact the Book Depository about that. And as quickly as that thought would pop up, I would forget. Needless to say, its arrival the other day was quite the surprise. Lastly, I have moved on to the last book of the Game of Thrones series in print at the moment. The books are fantastic, but read about as fast as Martin writes. I anticipate sprinkling in other books while I work on this one. That's it for now. Take care, guys. Those books are just super dense. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And a reminder that if you'd like to send in feedback, Keith, what do they need to do? Just go to our website and fill out the Send Us Feedback tab. You can also send it to feedback at travelingthevortex.com. Well, let's move on to our reviews. Yay! I do Kermit a lot. <laughs> I'm very excited to move on. Yeah, flailing hands and everything. I'm, I'm very excited to move on in the show. What's next? I don't care. Yay! What's first? Comics. Third Doctor. Yay! What'd you guys think? It's good. I really, enjoyed I really it. liked it too. There's a lot of fan service in it, so I think that has a lot to do with it. <laughs> well, then, and it felt like a Third Doctor story in comic it, form because it was good. Was say. And then it got great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It got great, but it was it was consistently good. The brilliance of this miniseries is the fact that it's like flipping through the pages of a classic Third Doctor story. In fact, the entire time, with the exception of being able to do some things that looked fantastical, I kept sat and reading this thinking, this could have been a Doctor Who story. If this could is. have been a television story. Very this, easily this for the Third Doctor's era. fits in the Third Doctor's era. And I think probably its strength was having Paul Cornell write it. Mm -hmm. I think he was very grounded in what to expect. I think that he threw in the right nuggets of connections to things in the Third Doctor's era. Want to even help bridge some gaps. Yeah, it I certainly did, um, especially with Yates yeah, uh, in the, the, the questioning of, of his character. But I just, uh, it was one of those ones, they're, they're very quick reads, and on reflection, I'm wondering if they were quick reads because they were page turners, and I just kept going and going and going and going, you know? They're very colorful, they're very succinct in the story that's going on. There are very few surprises. In fact, it feels so much like a Third Doctor era story that I really felt like I kept seeing things coming until one big reveal happened. <laughs> and it's when uh, Salamander, when it's revealed that that's Salamander. That was a blow-my-mind moment because the second Doctor shows up and I thought, oh, okay, I think oh, I sort clever. of remember that getting bantered around that the second Doctor was going to share in the third Doctor, which is cleverly done if that's how they did it because <laughs> when it's revealed that it's really Salamander pretending to be the second Doctor, I was like, whoa, what a great uh, role reversal there. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I just, it was cool before. Now it's like, wow. I, I, I read this entire 
miniseries with a smile on my face from ear to ear the entire time. So that yeah. that's high praise for a story. Even though there are times where, and, and maybe had this been in any of the other Doctor's uh, runs that we were, I might have had an issue with, but there was a lot of times where I was thinking, oh, this is quite silly and fantastical, but I don't really care because it seems to fit. Oh yeah, it totally fits. Just the fact that they brought Salamander back is just a master stroke <laughs> for Paul like Cornell to do. There. <laughs> the story well, then is, the use of the master in the story. That's, that's just it. The story kind of goes along. We've got these micro-robots that are forming bigger robots that are becoming a big killer thing, and the Doctor has to go fight them. Okay. I love that he called them micro-machines, too. Yeah. Yeah, micro-machines. <laughs> and then, uh, so he wrecks this force field, and then Osgood shows up, and it's like, yay! Because yeah. we all, I'm yeah. glad Paul picked up on that like we did when we went oh, and watched yeah. uh, whatever... Damon's, wasn't it? Yep. So it's like, hey, cool. So then the doctor's got to go back and pick something, and the general shows up, and he's doing his thing, and it's it's the master. And there was a part of me that was like, well, duh, of course it's the master. It has to be the master. <laughs> well, and it's but yet, revealed so early that the master's there. And thank goodness. Oh, because, yeah. you know, normally in a normal television, it would have been two or three episodes before, dun, 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 oh, it is Anthony. It didn't matter. It was just there. And I love the fact that the brig was in, you know, right off the bat that he was on to him. And didn't fall for it. And code yeah. words and back and forth. And when the master says, next time you say special transport, I'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, we'll have changed the code by then. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, it was so well done. It was like, well, of course the master has to be in this episode or in this story, but good on you. That was that was really well done and fun. And then the next big reveal is that the second doctor shows up and he's been sent by the Time Lords to kind of jiggery-pokery around with the TARDIS and help him out. Uh-huh, right. Okay, cool. Because that's always a, you know... Oh, yeah. That's always a fan squee moment when you get moments. You just, yeah, all right, cool. And the way it's done, it came right on the heels of the three Doctors is when this one is set. So, of course, the second Doctor's back. Okay, great. But then the, well, what do you mean? <laughs> when he goes off to do his thing, I'm like, where are you going? Who are these yahoos you're talking to? What is this all about? I'm going to go slip into something more comfortable. And he comes out in a business suit, and everybody goes, hey, Salamander. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that was huge. I so like... I'd actually been spoiled that Salamander was in this. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I had seen, when they released issue five, I saw one of the alternate covers. And it's that really pretty one that has the, it's a picture of Salamander on it. So I was like, oh! Darn. Yeah. That, that, that comes at the fault of scheduling them all at once as opposed yeah, to reading them monthly. The... I'm sorry. That's all right. It's. I did not expect the, him to masquerade as the second Doctor, which I thought was really clever. Well, it was, because it's, what a nice... You know, because the second Doctor a, did it to him. Yeah. <laughs> so, turnabout is fair play. And then um, Joe gets infected, and we've got to go into her mindscape to <laughs> talk about a funky Pertwee. <laughs> That's part of it. That, <laughs> that was, yeah. That was, that was that my first like thought. Been on TV. My first thought when they went into it, I went, oh my gosh, this is funky Pertwee, literally. <laughs> <laughs> they went all Doctor Strange with it. I liked it. I liked it, too. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. perfectly fine. Again, another one of those the things 70s that... 70s font, even. My, my brain is going, this is far too fantastical for, for Doctor Who. And I kept on the other side of my brain is going, no, but it works. It's their Doctor. It's yeah, the you're 70s. Right. <laughs> it does work. It totally works. It works with Joe. It wouldn't work with any other people. Yeah, no, like that's, that. that's, I think, the main thing. If you if you had been Sarah Jane or, or Liz Shaw, you would have had a completely different way of doing Mind that sequence. Scape. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But with Joe... And I love how That's Paul how her mind wrote works. the Doctor and Joe's relationship in this. Mm-hmm. This is having needing to go and watch their relationship in order. This was 
one of the strongest parts I thought of it so far. Yeah. Uh, near the end, obviously, they obviously have a great relationship, and he respects her. But this really felt like it was almost a step towards that. I think that going that direction. Paul Cornell sat down and had a list of things with boxes, and he was ticking <laughs> things off. He's a, these are things that fix. need to be fixed in the third in the third Doctor's era, and he was just ticking boxes off as yeah. he went, All, as far down to which another thing that I thought any other story I would have been going no that's just stupid the Master's masks explaining how and those then work? the fact yeah. that they are part of his TARDIS even to the fact that it can cloak an entire <laughs> helicopter <laughs> in England back in the past so that they don't freak anybody out and I thought you know what. Yeah, this is fine. I like this. This is good. Or We're become a go. parachute. Or become yeah. a parachute, yeah. <laughs> the only part of the entire thing that I was like, really? Was the Master's eventual escape. And the fact that he just has his mask and then is able to summon his TARDIS to him from there. Yeah, because you hear the, you hear the, you hear the uh, sound of the TARDIS yeah. leaving and the, and the third Doctor. And you never see it, it but he, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, that's a... Bit of a stretch, how did that work? That was, yeah, how does you know, that? Did he smuggle it on board the helicopter to begin with, or is the mask actually the, the TARDIS? See, that was why I f- sort of felt like they were going with it. It was that because he had the mask and it, and it had enough element of the TARDIS that that was what was sending him. But then I kind of went down that road of because I've got to fix this. That's a little too much of a stretch. I've got to fix this in my head, and I did more of a. It must have been a way to summon his TARDIS, yeah. and the TARDIS came to him, and then he left in it. So, which we've had the Doctor do before later so we've got a remote control yeah. yeah i appreciated all of the pertwee being choked panels <laughs> there were a lot where they of have them. that same expression <laughs> <laughs> i thought all the art on the third doctor and the master were fa- was fantastic some of the side characters i think brig looked been terrific the brig, the brig did look looked good. terrific joe i think is the only one to me that i sometimes felt i couldn't tell the difference between mike, mike and somebody tough. else yeah mike, and, with, mike and joe Benton, 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 i thought was fine there were a couple that Benton, I, I thought was I mean, fine but all of Troughton looks fantastic. Yeah, too. I think yeah. the problem with Joe is just that she's wearing this strange military fatigue outfit. Yeah, that, that I think is what really because she's not she's not dressed like Joe and clothes make the man and it just it, it, that I think is what more than yeah, anything was. Well, I think was her hair and it. even her face was a little off occasionally. It almost seemed like it was trying to be Liz. Yeah, sometimes. there were times that it worked, but there were times that it didn't. I yeah. think, but overall, I, I I was fine with that. And it makes me almost wonder if it was maybe intended to be Liz originally, and then maybe it changed midstream because there's that scene at the beginning where she's going through the, uh, the 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 manual for the radio, the field repair manual, and handing him clips that he's going to use to build this. I mean, she's being an assistant, which is what Joe very much <laughs> fell into that role of. Yeah, because I think starting that led it, me more like it was a, a testament to how far Liz is, or Joe has come. Yeah, I, I think that's time. what it was, and I think that yeah. It, it, it was it was Paul, I think, saying, "You know what? Joe had grown a lot by this time, and let's kind of illustrate that yeah, because that, the series Liz doesn't might have just pushed the, the only reason. Away and just done the only it reason I feel like it wasn't <laughs> necessarily from like maybe presumably uh, a Liz uh, story was the fact that the, it starts out with Mike and Joe on a date, yeah, or having lunch anyway, at the very least. Right, was, no, because Benton asked how the date went. Yeah, so. I mean, there's that, yeah. and plus he, we know that he was kind of." sweet on her anyway mm-hmm. and, and always trying to catch her eye so Joe's weapon <laughs> <laughs> everything I've learned in the past three years again another one that I would have looked at when that's a little cheesy even in a, in a uh, mindscape but 
We're going to take it. <laughs> We're going to take it and run with it. I think because it's Joe. I think, again, that kind of forgives. Joe's kind of always had that innocent, childlike quality about her that, you know, we go into her mindscape and it's like, well, of course this is what it would look like. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else about this story? Good stuff. It's great. I'll, I'll default to Sean last week. The covers I thought were very underselling. I think they were poorly oh, done, yeah. but... That's neither here nor there, I suppose. As much as I've enjoyed the uh, the runs Titan have done, this is one that I would probably go pick up a trade for. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I would agree with that. It's um, this and maybe eight, just because of my love of eight. Well, and the other thing that they really did with this too, at least in my mind, is the the, the master, the dialogue, and the the. The portrayal of the master in the Galdo's voice. It was written extremely well, and the exchanges between him and the Doctor were just spot on with how they would bounce back and forth with each other. And when he's in the the lab, revealing that, oh yeah, I've got hidden cameras, (laughs) and they're just everywhere. And the Doctor kind of like, I should have seen that coming. I didn't. (laughs) The tea lady, huh? Yeah, yeah, the tea lady. (laughs) There were so many of those little touches, even the ones that weren't the fan service, but just the it's mm-hmm. consistency across yeah, the, the consistency board with with how well it was done, uh, and the uh, the warping effect in the the last episode when Salamanders activated the time machine, and I thought, what is wrong one with thing, this comic? One thing I didn't care too much for was Salamander's outfit once he got to the past. I thought it looked a little weird but it was made of micro machines so yeah. i was fine it looked with that. like a dominator outfit this didn't work <laughs> it did for i wondered if there was that one panel right at the beginning shoulders. and i wondered if that's it's where they were going for it. Ribs, and it just, yeah. just doesn't work for salamander i think it was all right he's a bit mad at this point anyway and i it's think his true. trip he's through the vortex mad. unprotected was probably <laughs> led to that a bit <laughs> Which helps you kind of excuse a lot of the, his behavior and yeah. all this. But I also liked how... It would have been nice to have a line, specifically. Yeah. The, 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 the vortex is... It's manic, yeah. But I like the fact that his modus operandi is still the same. He's just going back in time to do what he just previ- did before the second Doctor thwarted him. I, I, I really what he tried like, to do in the future, he's going to yeah, try to do in the past. I really like that. What did you think of the ending, where... He gets away. Yeah. I, I hope him to show up somewhere else in the comic line somehow. Well, didn't we establish that they have gotten the line? So that's probably the idea is to bring him back later. Oh, so. the third comic line? Yeah, I think the I think I think they said they. Oh, I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I think that's going to be a running line now too. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. I think I saw that somewhere. Be. I'm a little surprised myself. Must it really feels really like well. something that could be done in it? Well, I mean, the last issue just came out like in February, I think. Yeah, was it? a couple yeah, weeks so. ago. March, March. So I don't know. That's exciting news. A little surprising though. I got to agree. Of all of the ones, because we there's all the new series nine, ten, eleven, and twelve have concurrent lines. They do, and it was announced that eight was getting a concurrent line too, didn't we? No, Did I never. That? Heard I never that. heard eight. I would have expected four to get one, but I also kind of feel like, quite honestly, I don't need one. Okay. I would, I would, there's a lot of four out there. I think. Yeah, is why. yeah. I, I would almost rather, quite honestly. For my two cents for what's worth Titan, if you were going to do this, I would almost rather have a Doctor Who line, kind of like the way Big Finish does the mainline episodes, that you just, you know, you anthology series it, where each month you drop in a different Doctor, and maybe they get a three or four issue arc, and then it's some other story somewhere else in the timeline, to kind of keep that variety going, as opposed to pigeonholing it down to a specific era. 
Um, but that's just me. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of that way even with the Ninth Doctor. I kind of feel like, eh. <laughs> but, I mean, 10 and 11 have been good enough, and, and I think they're still recent enough that there's obviously demand there for them. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how a third Doctor ongoing comic's going to go. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll go like Gangbusters because there really wasn't much of that back in the day. So I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'd heard that. I But then again, I specifically... And I may be getting my information from a podcast. And I think it might be... This one? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think it might be... I listened to a uh, Domi, uh, Doctor Who comic podcast, and I can't remember what it's called. And I, th- I thought that's where I heard that the Eighth Doctor was getting continuing series and the Third Doctor was getting continuing series. But I may be getting him confused. So. Oh, sure enough. There he is on that uh, alternate cover. Yep. Yep. Hardcore oh, spoiler. <laughs> that's a hardcore spoiler there. Yep. It's a nice it's, cover. Yeah, well, that's the thing, with as, as you were commenting on, is I, I kind of feel like, especially with an ongoing line, that the covers have to be enticing and make you want to really go, oh, wow, look at that. What's going to happen this month? And I feel like with the miniseries, you don't really get that. You just kind of get beauty shots. Of, oh, I did see that one. Yeah, that, uh, and that's a good cover. Of what's going on, which yeah. is fine for a miniseries. But I, or the, the iconics pictures recreated in illustration. Right. Yeah. But what cover is that? Is that the introductory one, or is that one later? That's, that's issue five. One. See, so yeah. I, I can't fault them for no, having that no, as a I cover. Can't either. Because no, it would have already been in the line. No, it's, tol- it's totally my fault that he got spoiled on it, because we didn't schedule these monthly. We yeah. scheduled them as, as one, all one. Or I just didn't read them monthly and ignore his schedule. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's as your I, fault. As I've done with other stuff. <laughs> totally your fault, Keith. <laughs> Once again, they have impressed me, and I've had a lot of fun reading this, and I agree with you. This is one that I would totally own, and I'll, I'll go back to. Yeah. Well, let's move on to Assassin in the Limelight. Ford's Theater, Washington, Friday, April 14th, 1865. The assassination of Abraham Lincoln. The place, the date, and the event which made history, or did it. Someone has been tampering with time, muddying the waters of history for his own purposes. Time is out of joint, and the chief culprit is enigmatic Dr. Knox. Somehow the doctor and Evelyn must put history back on track before the future dissolves into chaos. But Knox, it turns out, may be the least of their worries. Bum, bum, bum. Provisionally. Uh, Provisionally, yeah. Um, I'll start out by saying if this had been any other doctor's story... I wouldn't have liked it. I wouldn't have enjoyed it. I would agree. But somehow it certainly fits with the Six Doctor and Evelyn. I can't still quite put my finger on why I think that, because there's a lot of things in here that I think miss the mark, but maybe that's because it's an, an American production. I mean, it's not American production, but it's 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 American set setting. American setting. And there are a lot of things that just weren't quite met for me in making it, you know, not taking me out of the story, making it a little more realistic. Um, the the fact that everybody has a southern accent was it was it was troubling for me because while I do believe there were probably a good number of people in that region that did have southern accents, everybody seemed to have too much of a southern accent. I that's think just it was part for the course for BBC. Well, I think it was yeah. Doctor that's just yeah, I, they, well, they, they looked at the era and they went with a dialect and. So I think that that's probably why, but there was just there was too much of it. And so it was to me, it was you're Americanizing it a little too much. What's, what's ironic is I think, uh, from what I understand, most of the Americans were actually Canadians. Um, I think there were only a few. There non- are a few American actors in this yeah. too. Yeah. 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 There, there yeah. were very few British. Doing Did you American listen to the yeah, yeah, yeah. the bonus features? Yeah. yeah. Which impressed in me. In fact, I think two of them were Canadian and, and two or three of them were American. Or maybe I'm flip flopping that. Three yeah, of them were American the, and two of them were yeah. Or three of them were I Canadian. I think there was maybe one actual 
Brit doing an American accent. I think you're right, yeah. I think it was uh, Clara, right? Because she did the TARDIS, too, which had That's a British accent. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think... For me, where it comes down is maybe it's just we haven't done a sixth Doctor Evelyn story in a while. It was like welcoming home old friends, and I was so excited to get back into it. And once again, they were just at the top of their game. Colin and, uh, what's her name, Maggie, just embody these people so great. And we're at that stage in their relationship where he can make kind of sort of an offhand, crass comment, not really meaning to... But she can still be offended by it, yeah, yeah, and storm off and not do something stupid, and then come back to it and, yeah, we're okay. I just needed to, you know, they, they just have that working for them, and and all of their stuff was fantastic. The plot was 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 I thought pretty good, and I liked the return of Doctor Knox, and I had to kind of yeah. stop and think about okay, yeah. which one was this, and which it's been a while since we've listened to to peer. Uh, Peer pressure. pressure and medicinal, medicinal, and medicinal purposes. purposes. Or that one. One medicinal was his first one. Peer pressure is where the, the entity comes from. Yeah. Um, so it's been a while since we've done that one, but okay, I kind of remember this, and I remember his character. And once he really kind of got into it, because it opened with, with with Oscar Wilde, and I went, that's way too early for Oscar Wilde. And so I had to go and look <laughs> up Oscar Wilde. And, you know, date and birth, and I'll be honest, I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to when this was set versus when Oscar Wilde's biography said he lived. And I went, oh, well, yeah, he's in there somewhere. And then they brought it up. The doctor was like, oh, no, no, he's, he'd, be, he'd still be in diapers at this point. I went, oh, okay, good, I'm not wrong. <laughs> I just thought maybe I'd blow it off. But the way everything kind of played out, while I enjoyed the story, and there were enough twists and turns that it kind of kept me riveted, the mechanics of exactly how deaths were faked and when things ha- transpired that needed well, to happen. The, to the get... alien entity allowed you to have a lot of wiggle room and a lot of, of, of fudging of what's going on. I, I think that's kind of where I have to fall down on it because I'm not totally convinced I really understood the why this happened the way that it did other than, oh, there's an alien, and okay, yeah. But I enjoyed so much of Evelyn and, and, and the Doctor that and I was I kind enjoyed, of willing to hand wave Dr. it. Just, Knox. It was the, yeah. the Indo that brought the story down for me a little bit. Had I would agree with that. Had it just been Dr. Knox being Dr. Knox and mucking up time. I think it would have been a little too tropey, though. I was kind of glad that they kind of took it and spun it on its ear. I like the fact that they give the impression that he really did fall in love with Clara. Clara. I like the fact it was almost a duping the Doctor, but also he did bequeathed the TARDIS to him for a reason even though he ended up trapping him in it as well as one final haha jab at you that kind of worked out for me as well um but i mean yeah i think that the the trappings were a bit convoluted as far as mm-hmm. how the story goes but i think and it then, works and then the resolution was a kind of anticlimactic was we get entrapped in the TARDIS and then he just shows up and tells like, Evelyn what happened. Now, let me say, let me say this. I was, I was right there alongside you. I was right there alongside you. The doctor shows up and relays all that. And I sat there and I thought, oh, man, you did it again, Big Finish. You did an info dump at the end to wrap this silly thing up. And it wasn't until she said, how long did it take you to get back here? Oh. And he's making the comment, and she says, a little bit of gray in your temple, and they allude to the fact, at least they make you believe, that he must have been there a long time trying to yeah. get out of that TARDIS. Then I thought, good on you. If you're going to do an info dump, that's the way you do an info dump. You let, you drop that line that, hey, this took a really long time. You, you, the doctor's pretending like, no, it's blink of an eye and, and for a Time Lord. It was really probably, he was probably trying to get out of that thing for two or three hundred years, but he shows right back up there with Evelyn. And I thought, 
I am perfectly fine now that you did the info dump because Evelyn picked up on that. If if we had figured out how he got out of the TARDIS, how he got out of the situation, if they'd have given that to us, you would have had to lose that line because that wouldn't have been funny. It wouldn't have worked, and so it worked for me. And so I was I was right alongside you when it happened, and I I was going through my mind going, oh here we go again, and then that little conversation happens, and I thought, nope, I'm fine with it now. I'd agree. I was, I was kind of, you know, oh, I reversed the polarity. Oh, yeah, you changed the settings on the thing. You told us you were changing the settings on the thing. That's totally how you're going to get out of this. Oh, but how long did it take? Ah, okay. The trappings of the story with doing it in Ford's Theater and the assassination of Lincoln, who didn't show up, which I thought was kind of cool. I thought it was very clever. That, you know, because you, you, you expect that we're going to get there. You just kind of have that inevitable march toward history that we're, this is the moment that this is going to happen. And then we do but there's no Lincoln in this story and it's like good on you I, well, and for the most part I thought they had killed Booth I did too for the longest time until they were like I just saw him and then we had that bit of dialogue about how this, this the mustache and he was going to dress up and I just chalked that line to, I did too oh that's who that was and so that the fact that he just faked it because he was an actor was fantastic. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I was kind of the same way, and I thought, and it, good on them for whoever wrote this story. They that was a great idea to make me think that Johnny was going to take place of John Booth's. Yeah, that's how I. Oh, place. oh that's how they're going. That's fix how they're going to fix it. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, then that sort of makes sense. The, to, then to have Booth show back up because he faked his death, I was like, oh wow, okay, that was even better. So yeah. now I'm kind of the same way, and I'm with Sean about. I'm glad that they didn't march us into. Lincoln showing up no. at the actual event because for us especially as Americans yeah. that is still a little too recent for us and I think it's like us talking about the assassination of some Victorian queen or king or something like that I mean it, it to us we're so far removed from that that it, it doesn't have quite the same impact on us as maybe it would a Brit vice versa the Lincoln assassination they recognize it's important they're not underselling it don't get me wrong but they don't have that as much of a connection to it you know the american civil war happening at the time the the you know the the heightened tensions that were going on at the time that kind of thing we still live in that society where there's still heightened tensions and it's you know we still haven't removed ourselves far enough away from the civil war so i was actually had that little knot in my stomach the whole time listening to this thinking Ooh, we're playing really light with something that was really hits home for americans but then to treat it the way they did it worked really well and i was really appreciative that we got to the end and we never did get to lincoln lincoln never even shows up and we do get that so and the the insistence by the doctor that this has to play out this is something that has to happen and evelyn not pushing back too much about it Mm -hmm. there was no that's what i was so grateful for because we've had evelyn in the past ready to change things ready to and and i was i just i thought oh we're gonna go down that route again and had to have her more understanding now she's grown as a character she's grown oh, yeah. as, as as a person we um she understands more that there are certain things that have to happen in line well, and, and i, I we can't really like the fact that what she was tempted about wasn't trying to save lincoln it was saving save clara. clara yep and she tries she makes that attempt because oh, yeah. for all intents and purposes she thinks she's stranded there oh yeah you know so <laughs> best foot forward <laughs> mm-hmm. i enjoyed it for what it was i suspect maybe i could enjoy it more on the second listen through Maybe I'd pick up some of those pieces that didn't quite work for me. But I think you're right, Keith. I think it's just the alien became this, maybe it's not all. even intentionally, but this kind of catch-all to, yeah. to fix things. And Agreed. And I do appreciate the fact that we did finally get some resolution to the being underneath the 
dock that we felt yeah. that we felt was well, because, underneath the pier. I suppose it's called pier pressure because that was kind of left for we knew that was coming down the road later somewhere. We're going to have to deal with this. And it was a clever that. idea to intersect the two and mm-hmm. have them both involved in one instead of each having their own story. Yeah. Especially since the two audios are so close together. Yeah. So the or original they were all written by the same yeah. guy, too. Robert Ross, I think, is his yeah. name. Which I, enjoy, I, I really enjoyed Dr. Knox as a character, and <laughs> I like the idea of him masquerading through time as famous playwrights or famous authors. Or famous like, doctors or famous... Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle yeah. later. And I do, too. I think my only problem with that is... The idea that he's dying, that he's got this disease that he he, he, he just can't seem to cure. It, it, Dude, you have a TARDIS. Go really distant into the future and figure it out. I mean, somebody somewhere has a medical Well, he's clearly that, cheated death anyway because he's he's, switch, he's switching to... Maybe at that point he's, he's already been... Master. Yeah, yeah, because he's now using what he's gotten from this alien entity so it gives them a reason to continue that character and be able to you know, pull that master where he can steal bodies now and go... You know, on and continue to masquerade through history and time. So maybe that was the difference. Once the alien entity became involved, he no longer had the option of yeah, yeah. doing that. Yeah. But uh, that was the one thing well, I was kind of like, eh. and I never, I never got the impression that he wasn't sincere about, hey, I've got to get rid of this thing, and they've got to figure out oh, how yeah. to do it. I just... mean, so yeah, you, I think you're right. I think that because of the alien influence, he couldn't go figure out how to fix himself. He had to have another vehicle, and this fortunately. In, in his machinations, this ended up falling in his lap that, oh, hey, this will work for me and to my advantage. So, yeah. Do we know? Will we get more knocks later? Doesn't look like it. Oh, that's too bad because they certainly left it wide open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that we know of. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? They could still bring him back. Who, Who knows? knows? And I hope all of you at home are doing what we just did. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on this one? I don't think so. I don't think so. Good story. I'll give it mid-marks. Ditto. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Sean, what are we going to come out with a schedule? It's a surprise. <laughs> we have no idea what we're we doing We don't know. Week. What? All we, well, all we, we know, know is that we know what we're reviewing next week for the oh, next 13 weeks. I was weeks. being facetious. I know what I'm doing next week. I'm reviewing the newest <laughs> Doctor Who episode. For the next 13 weeks, we're reviewing new Doctor Who episode. I think it's 13 weeks, isn't it? I think you're right, yeah. Or it's 12, and then 13 is usually the Christmas special. I think it's 12. Yeah. For the next... Three months reviewing. <laughs> yeah, I Actually, I can't even say that because they could pull something weird. <laughs> they could, or we 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 have Memorial Day falling in the middle of uh, this run again, and like we're we not sure year, how BBC America is going to handle America that. In the past, has shoved everything off a week, and so we got out of sync with the Brits. So that could happen mm-hmm. again. If that's the case, be warned. We'll do like we did last time, and we will plow on with the uh, uh, British schedule, so or worldwide schedule, I should say. But, um, yeah, so we know, we know for sure our review next week will be on uh, the, the premiere episode of Season 10, The Pilot. We will probably, for Friday Night Who this week, uh, be watching Destiny of the Daleks because we suspect there will be a tie-in of some sort with, uh, with those two episodes. Not necessarily, but maybe. And then I will work on putting together the rest of the Friday Night Who schedule just for fun to see if we can pair them up with what may be coming down the pipe. So stay tuned to the website for more information. And be sure, if you can, support us on Patreon. Uh, become a Patreon supporter and uh, help us out. For those of you that do help us, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. And go check us out on any form of social media. We're out there. Anything else this week we need to talk about? <laughs> All right, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. 
Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.